Listeners, and welcome to Costume Station Zero. This is Bob Mitch, and I'm joined today by my good friend Kevin Kittredge. Hello! And today we're going to be talking Gallifrey 1, that is post-Gallifrey 1, the wrap-up. Uh, I do pre-apologize again for not having the pre-Gallifrey podcast, but um, yeah, it got eaten by the uh, the gods of technology. Um, it was pure gold, you'll just have to take my word for it. Uh, Scott, Ewan, and myself were uh, having a blast, and uh, Terry, and Vicky, and Aaron, and uh, Julie were all uh, sewing frantically in the background, as always, as you have to complete these costumes in time for the con. So, apologies again, but we're going to talk about it now after the fact, because, you know, it is now a couple weeks behind us. Gallifrey really put you through the ringer. Yeah, it did. But it puts me through the uh, ringer every year. You know yeah, that. but this year you got sick. And I'm sure it's because <clears> of the high <throat> levels of stress that you went through. That's what happens. Your body gets yeah. weaker and weaker. And finally, luckily after the con, you were out for like a week and a half, weren't you? Uh, yeah, I, I caught a nice uh, head cold um, two days after Gallifrey. And to be honest, that's becoming a norm. Uh, I got sick last year after Gallifrey. And did I get sick the year before that? I feel like I did. Yeah. Con crud, ladies and gentlemen. It's a real thing. Um... Yeah, uh, it, it, it takes a lot out of you because, um, well, I'm, I do too much. And this is the first year I'll, I'll say I think I found my limit of how much I can do. So, um, But how, how was your Gallifrey, Kevin? Well, mine, I mean, it was very, very fun. But I am, I don't want to brag, but I'm very, very good at complaining about things. <laughs> and, okay. and so I found myself, I was in like five sketches, I think, four, four or five. I think in, in the end of being closer to because we had to cut a couple in the end but maybe we should set this up for those who didn't attend what skits are you referring to that okay day? well the, the masquerade has uh, I was in two sketches during that the masquerade you think you think our, your listeners know about the masquerade I, I think they understand the concept that a convention has a masquerade for those right. who don't know there is an annual tradition in Gallifrey one of a, a costume competition called the masquerade of Mandragora um, and uh, yes Kevin helped me compete uh, with the uh, new Zygon costume that Paul and Kelby and I made <laughs> Uh, which was awesome, and also you helped Sarah with her Sarah Jane skit, right? And that yeah. one wasn't for competition, and uh, I wasn't part of any competition. The whole the whole Zygon sketch was about that amazing Zygon that you three put together. It was it's just ridiculously wonderful. But um, so I was in I was in two at the masquerade, yes, and then we had the Bob Mitch players slash honorary doctors. It's the Bob Mitch players. All right, Kevin. But uh, we had a, an hour-long sketch show after after the masquerade, and I was in two of those as well. So I guess I was in four. I was in four, and I found myself wanting to gripe a bit. Hey, I'm being overworked. And then it just took just a glance over at Bob Mitch, and it would uh, kind of set me back in my place. Because you really, not only did you write all of the sketches for the sketch show, but you were... 
<laughs> the night of the, the night of, you were in that Zygon. You were sweating like a maniac. You were all made up, and uh, I can't complain anymore. Uh, yeah, that's the part. That's the worst part of being your friend, Bob. Is that it makes me want to complain less. <laughs> oh, that's well. <laughs> and I'm good at it. You're taking away something that I'm good at. But... Uh, I, I'm I'm sorry, Kevin. No, by all means, uh, you're you're welcome to complain. There's certainly been a lot of. Uh, private complaining about various things that went on at Gallifrey, which well, I, me is, I won't get into. But. For me, it's just poor Kevin is being overworked. And that is <clears throat> so minimal compared to you and a lot of people that I saw who were in serious costumes with their faces covered, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, when we were doing the Lebowski video that I'm sure we'll talk about later, just the eight minutes, maybe 15 minutes that I'm in that Volk, Volk. Volk robot mask, mm-hmm. forget about it. I wanted to just pass out but. yeah um yeah i think the longest i've done uh, the voc was four hours and yeah it's oh a, i can't imagine four hours it's a sweat box yeah well i mean look you you've not had to put on the morbius or the zygon or no oh, right um, right uh, the cyberman actually and those are all uh yeah they're a good way to lose weight i've said this before um you know yeah every time uh like when we were shooting at the bowling alley and was it uh, cj who CJ. was yeah mm-hmm. i mean took that hat off I took the head off just sweat just total sweat and that's mm-hmm. not very long in there so so i appreciate all the work that you have done for gallifrey and uh, it made it a lot of fun for me i love being on the stage i think uh i think the quality of your zygon sketch was very funny and it was it was very good it was very fun and uh i'm very glad that sarah asked me to be the fourth doctor in her tribute to Sarah Jane where the doctor asks her to come and travel with her forever. I thought that was very sweet. It was kind of funny. I don't know if you saw it, but when we were in the middle of this sketch and Sarah Falk loves Elizabeth Sladen and, and like we all do, like but, we all do. but yeah. her very much so I think that she had a strong connection to her. And when we started to do that sketch for, on, for Sarah, it was greatest tribute i want to do this as as sweet and as nice and as carefully as i can and when we were doing it on stage i kind of noticed because the doctor says to her i want to ask something of you something i should have asked a long time ago Mm -hmm. and people in the audience i think were thinking it was going to be a funny wacky let's get married sketch and there was like people starting to giggle yeah 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 Mm -hmm. and uh in my head i heard these giggles and i was like oh you guys have no idea (laughs) you have no idea (laughs) <laughs> and uh, sure enough, uh, there were people, you could tell people were crying on stage. I remember when I was practicing it with just by myself, because Sarah was in Florida and I was here in L.A. And I'm practicing it by myself and I'm, I would stop and, it, and I go, am I going to cry during this? I better not cry during this. I'm going to be on stage in front of thousands of people. I am not allowed to do that. And... Uh, I didn't, but once we got in the TARDIS, Sarah was all tears, and I was, I was, I was, uh, it was, it was a beautiful moment. It was very nice. It, it played very well. I, I saw the tape later. I mean, I was backstage at that point, kind of um, trying to wrangle, but uh, yeah, no, I saw the tape, and it was, it was very nice. The only disappointment I have with it at all is the fact that they shut the lights off with your uh, big TARDIS entrance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't give, <clears throat> actually, Sarah didn't want to use the TARDIS. She was afraid to use the TARDIS, and I was like, Sarah, this whole thing is about Sarah Jane going with the doctor forever. We're not going to walk around. And she was very insistent. She was like, no, no, we can't use the TARDIS. And I'm like, listen, we're last. This is not a competition. We're not in competition. I'm coming out of the TARDIS. 
And when you come over, mm-hmm. I'm going to open the TARDIS door for you. Mm-hmm. You best get in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she did, of course. Yes. No, it, it, it played very sweet. It, it it definitely went down very well. And I noticed Tadao, uh, the host of the masquerade, was uh, tearing up a bit when he had to, to read the closing uh, announcement. So, you know, very well played. Very well played. And I, it, I'm glad it did get to play finally because she had planned that uh, for the year before. That's right. And she ran into issues with, she wanted to build the whole Mr. Smith. And I think she was short of voice or two or something and decided to shelve it. It, which was too bad but hey got to see it this year and uh we do have it on tape so um, i'm gonna get her a copy and hopefully between the two of us we'll, we'll get that up online for people to see for themselves now the one thing about <clears throat> the masquerade too is and it was it's frustrating for us because we're listen i'm gonna say it listeners we're quite good at the sketches at gallifrey and there is a rule that everything has to be pre-recorded and it's understandable there are some people who are going to have troubles with it it ain't us we are pretty good at it and so we were lip syncing to to the dialogue mm. and i think uh i think it really made a great it helped a lot in sarah's because we had the voice of john leeson we had the voice of mr smith the real one yeah yeah the real one and uh ronnie as well uh oh the um the guy who did that great fourth doctor you're saying no 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 the in the sarah jane adventures there's a character oh the ronnie Ronnie, yeah Mm -hmm. not not the other ronnie but yeah it's ronnie and so it it went by kind of quick and i just was not concerned about other people's lines and what have you i was just making sure that i got them right Mm -hmm. but when i look back on it i was like that's pretty rad i got to do a scene more or less with the the voice of K9. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really appreciated that. So Sarah, thank you so much for making me a part of that. I loved it. But that uh, benefited us uh, two years earlier when we did the Monster Society skit and John Leeson did the voice of our K9. That's right. That so yeah. The, there are some nice benefits to that. I, I know what you're saying. The cross the crossway is there are certain skits that are better played live, so you can time it with the audience reaction. That's another thing too. When people are laughing mm-hmm. and when you're lip syncing, you just got to keep going. You cannot. Mm-hmm. There is no pause for laughter. Mm-hmm. So it's it's uh, it's ups and downs. I mean, I, I understand what they what they do and why they do it, and uh, I, I agree. It, it would be um, nice if um, you know every year we didn't have to worry about it. But you know, it is what it is, and uh, you know, you just got to move on and deal with it. Um, but in regards to the uh, Zygon skit, I got to give credit where credit's due. Uh, Paul Salamoff, who you know is uh, the real genius behind building these uh, monster costumes, uh, he co-wrote that with me. So, oh, um, nice. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I can I can bust down exactly where he and I were stepping in to make that work, but it was a it, it really came together nicely, and I thought it played really well. So uh, that too should be going up this week uh, once we audio uh, audio sweeten everything and make it rather nice for YouTube viewers. Now, Sarah, I think, has made her own credits for for hers. I don't know if you know that. Are you oh. are you hmm. cutting something for her for that? Are you? Uh, I'm just going to give her the raw footage. There's okay. only one angle, so right. she, okay. all she has to do is just put it on there uh and scott's gonna be doing the credits for for ours so um yeah it should all go out along with a lot of last year's skits which technically are have been up via um a friend of vaughn's but uh we'll finally get our you know rather nicer you know angles i was appreciative of the one that vaughn's friend put up but mm-hmm. it was it was like you say one shot and it was it was shaky from time to time which mm-hmm. will happen mm-hmm. but uh yeah so we got multiple angles on that one yeah uh we do on companion game mm-hmm. and morbius and androids but we only have the one angle on uh the adipose one well, I was only in the companion game, so that's the only one I care about. I knew that was coming. Okay. Well, yeah, so the companion game will finally be getting up, which is awful because uh, in the Blabowski uh, video, we actually we mentioned that along with Unsung Hero, and the plan was to get companion game up 
before Hubowski, but that didn't happen. So. Oh, for the sketch show? Yeah. So, I mean, if people look for it, you can technically find it if you dig deep enough, but it's that it's that shaky cam version. It's not the nice one that would go along with Unsung Hero and Retirement and all that. So continuing with the, the show ideas, <clears throat> the sketch ideas, yes. Saturday night around midnight or so, we had our hour-long thing, and uh, the first sketch that I was in with Kevin Copa and Scott Sebring, I was very, very happy with. Um... That was a lot of fun because it's cast pretty well. Mm -hmm. I'm cast as the old school Doctor Who guy who might not agree with some of the changes that Doctor Who has gone through. And Kevin Copa is the fresh young young fellow who is uh, more new Who than old Who, probably. Right, right. And Scott was amazing as the Star Trek guy. He was amazing as the Star Trek guy. The Trekkie or Trekker. That's right. That's yes. preferred nomenclature as we were... Um, over and over. Yes, the uh, that that first skit, uh, simply titled Whovians, um it will probably be the only skit we'll put up online for uh, the the after mask idiots lantern sketch show. Which, uh, for those of you who attended, thank you much. We've thank you very of, much. Yes, really appreciate it. Um, we turned people away. Yeah, we I did. feel bad for turning them away. I did, but uh, that was that was uh, fallout of the room we were in. Um, and apologies to anyone for fighting through the uh, karaoke noise. I've been told that that won't be an issue next year um, if and when we do another show. So uh, kudos for that. But beyond that, no, it went really well, and uh, we really worked our tails off on it. And big kudos to everyone involved, but especially Scott Sebring for stepping in effectively as director of the show. Yeah, because you were off getting your Zygon. I was off getting Zygon. Um, <laughs> and uh, I couldn't be there for the crucial last night. And I, I was really kind of starting to, to lose my energy on Friday for the crucial rehearsing. And uh, Scott was stepping in when I was fading. So big kudos again to him for that. And I know you already said it, but I think a lot of the cast, too, were like... Especially Friday night, because it was just crazy Friday night. Friday night, and was we nuts. still had to rehearse a bunch of stuff, and there mm -hmm. were people who were like, "What the heck have I gotten myself into? Mm -hmm. It's late. I want to be asleep." But or drinking or, or drink, eating absolutely because it's yeah, it's yes. the party atmosphere. It's the lobby con, yeah. So, uh, but you know, we we stuck it out and we put together. I, I feel a pretty good show, especially considering the massive crunch time we did it in. Um, for those listening, we probably put that show together from script to stage in three, three and a half weeks. And th there was a big challenge because it was people from all around the country. Yes. People in San Francisco, obviously <clears throat> people here in L.A. Mm -hmm. uh, is uh, Copa's in Michigan. Michigan yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, a lot of Skype uh, rehearsing there was going on. And, you know, I'm glad we pulled it off in the end, but it, it is one of those things where, again, it taught me a lesson. Okay, we need to streamline this better and, and kind of uh, uh, either scale back or really streamline the process. And it's going to probably be a combo of both. But we'll see. But as I said, we, we did it. Everyone had a good time. And that's what's important. And, uh, you know, the end result is always what you're striving for. But... Um, uh, in terms of the conventions itself, and, and by the way, you know, because we're so involved in, in the, you know, doing the masquerade and the after show and the costuming, uh, I apologize that this isn't going to be as a comprehensive of a review of the con as one might like. And if you do want one that really covers, you know, main stage and stuff like that, because I barely poked my head in the main ballroom this year, uh, I was that busy. Um, please check out RadioFreeScarrow.com. Uh, they've got a bunch of, of great reviews going on about Gallifrey One that's much more comprehensive, and I highly suggest people go there. Um, but if you want to talk cosplay, then stick around, and we'll keep talking about that. How many panels were you on? Uh, part of? I believe I was on three. Okay. Yeah, I was on the panels primer, 
which was a last-minute addition Sean uh, let us do just to help people get an idea of what to expect if they're on a panel because we got that as part of the feedback the year before. That's that's getting quite meta. It is very meta, but it was the first panel of the con next to Gally 101, <laughs> the, the general Gallifrey primer. And then uh, I was on the Dressing as the Doctor panel, as always, uh, helping people who want to put together various doctor costumes. And Cosplay 101, which is your general starting point for, for costuming. So that was fun. And I poked my head in in several other panels, uh, including of course the, the companion panel and uh, um, what was it the uh, the prop making panel and the monster panel stuff like that so, so that's right one of those you were supposed to be on right and you kind of walked in and they were like hey here's Bob Mitch Bob how do you do this and you were just dead and you're just like uh, you make this and this and then you walked out <laughs> is that well, what happened well there were there were two panels that sort of happened one that you're I think you're referring to was the uh, the monster panel Paul was supposed to be on it but he was too busy dealing with stuff in the console room. So I went in in his place for a second just to say, hey, Paul can't make it, but he wanted to talk about the Zygon, but I'm here, and since I pretty much made it with him, does anybody have any questions about the Zygon? And so there was a two-minute stop where I quickly, in a nutshell, explained how it went together, and then pretty much said, and the rest is on my blog, and I have to go, because yeah. I had to go. So that was, and then I left the rest up to, to Malachi and Kevin, um, the other Kevin. Uh, but the other panel was the dressing as the doctor, because I don't know if you remember, but on Friday night, um, we were having technical issues with the show, and I found out I had burned the wrong PowerPoint. Yeah. I had to completely rebuild the PowerPoint with visuals and audio, um, and so I just finished it, just suited up into a fourth Doctor costume, and then ran downstairs to the panel late, by a good by at least ten minutes. And when I walked in, my head is still so stuck in PowerPoint and how is our show going to go that I was barely conscious in terms of you know helping people with with Doctor costumes. I do remember being very on point about a ninth Doctor question though. But yeah, I remember Ewan asked me something about the fourth Doctor, and I was I was really like, yeah, it's a it's a jacket or something. Like I was really. <laughs> I was really just not there. It was not the best timing for, for Bob to to answer that. So I, I apologize to anyone who was there and, and didn't get anything. But, you know, uh, we got really good feedback on the panels, and uh, I think we helped a lot of people. It was kind of neat for me because I'm not – I love seeing the costumes. I love reaping the rewards right. of your work. Right. But when it comes to actually the detailed putting the costumes together, I can't I can't be bothered with it. Thanks, I, I I can't I got I got other stuff to do but as long as it gets done I'm very happy uh-huh. but I so I walked in and um, I I was happy to see you happy when uh, we met up with Stephen Ricks mm-hmm. and we were gonna go to your room but we stopped off with Stephen and to see your joy when Stephen handed you the six doctor coat oh, that yeah. he had made for you yes and uh, I mean it's a nine-year-old getting a Nintendo for Christmas. <laughs> it's whatever you see as the greatest thing you've ever seen. That's Bob Mitch putting on his costume for the first time, or his jacket for the first time. Wow, oh, this is really good. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, was, I was very happy to be there and see that, and I took a picture on it. I think I sent it to you, too. Yes, I'll, I'll post that in the Gallifrey Report. Yes, I, I apologize again. Um, the uh, this, this should be posting right around the time I'm getting my Gallifrey Report up, so I will have links to that uh, with uh, you know the full rundown of what was going on, as well as photos that Kevin is talking about. But yes, that coat was a thing of beauty. I'm sure anyone listening who has an interest in Steve, uh, who was just a guest recently, um, or that coat will know that he has a very detailed section of it on his blog. He also did a very informative panel uh, called The Infinite Quest on Saturday that I uh, attended, and I know he recorded, so hopefully that or portions of that will go up on his blog eventually. It was, again, from my point of reference, 
uh, on that, I think it was Saturday, right, where Stephen had his panel? Yeah. And I showed up, and uh, I was hoping to get uh, the key to go to your room so yep. I could switch into my costume. Right. And uh, it was during Stephen's panel. So I walked in, and I sat next to you, and there was no way I was going to leave Stephen's panel. He's... Mm-hmm. And 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 uh, so I sat in with him, with you, and I, I watched this stuff. Very detailed, very very specific. It's just, it's just amazing how much work goes into these things. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember this is this is silly, Kevin. Oh right. But there's a fella ahead of me, uh, and he took a picture of one of the slides mm-hmm. that Stephen had shown, and I was like, wow, that guy just took a picture of the slide. And uh, then a few minutes later, you did too. And I was like, all right. I mean, this is people who really want to know this stuff. So, I mean, it was a, it was a busy panel for sure. Keep in mind, like, I'm, I'm there uh, also trying. I mean, I'm not there to document the panel itself. Steve was already well doing that with a video camera. I was there just to get a representation of what the panel looked like going down. I try to do that with all the cosplay panels. There was actually too many this year, and I was doing too much for me to pop my head into all of them, so sorry about that. Uh, but just to kind of say, hey, these panels were going on, here were the people talking about it, and here's kind of the stuff they were talking about. That's I'm coming at it from, here's a slice, here's a here's a slide shot of what was going on. Um, so yes, I was not literally saying, I need whatever's on that slide. No, 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 no. <clears throat> but I mean, I know that uh, there's a very large portion of the cosplay, uh, well, obviously cosplay, but just the fan community who wants to know how these are made, and I know I'm in the minority who just want to reap the benefits, like I say. Right, right, right. So it's, it was, it was very interesting to see people asking questions and really, really hanging on every word Stephen was saying. Yes. Mm -hmm. No, it's, it was a good panel, and I'm, I'm glad people got a lot out of it. As I said, I haven't heard anything bad about any of the cosplay panels, and I know the ones that I got the most feedback on, which were, um, the, 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 Doctor panel, the wig and makeup panel I heard was big. The crossplay panel I, I hear is getting bigger and bigger every year. It had standing room only. But yes, the cosplay panels went over very well, and uh, we'll probably be bringing most of them back. I mean, I, I do have to give a heads off to Sean Line for basically allowing a cosplay hall, which um, is, I mean, it's been there only since 09 for cosplayers to gather and take photos and, and whatnot. And often Scott Sebring is in there doing a really nice portraiture work for cosplayers. Uh, not as much this year because we were crazy busy with the show, but Sunday I know he took some great stuff, um, a number of which I'll, I'll have up on my blog soon. And um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't see any major changes to the track at this point, uh, aside from unless somebody else comes up with a brilliant idea or we have another great workshop. I know all the workshops went over pretty well too. Um, but uh, let me let me see here. Actually, I'm, I'm going to pop my program open here. Well, as you do that, I'm going to reflect on at least one thing, and I'm sure I'll think of more. But I, as awesome as your Zygon was, and your, your Zygon was probably the best put thing together at the convention, period. But Malachi Keller's K1 robot was awesome. That was amazing. And it's just so fun Mm -hmm. because I've never seen that before. Mm -hmm. And seeing it so good makes it's it's the K1 robot. It's Mm -hmm. there. There's no question. Mm -hmm. And especially when he had the walk down and even the arms, they had the the pinchers would move back and forth. He had something in there. It was it was just I know you don't want to cuss, but it was darned amazing. Yes, it, it was it was a costume and a half. Actually, um, he competed a level below us so that he wouldn't directly compete with us in the masquerade, just as a favor to Paul because you know, <laughs> he didn't he didn't want to yeah he didn't want to be directly competing, which was nice of him to do that. But uh, you know uh, the other 
uh, fascinating thing about that costume, and he didn't document it as well as, as I go crazy documenting the Zygon build, but um, he made that in like four and a half days. Gosh. I mean, it's all foam built, and he was still finishing it at the con, as you do. And it, yeah, it was amazing. And uh, it's funny because uh, Kelly and I talked about making the K1 months ago, and then he ran out of time, and I got sucked doing the Zygon, and I just said, oh, well, another year. And then there comes Malachi saying, hey, I'll make it. And at first, I thought, you'll never make it. And then he wasn't going to make the deadline, and then he got laid off. So now, I mean, as, as much as that sucks, now he had the time. Right. So all of a sudden, it became the big push, and uh, I loaned him my action figure <coughs> for reference, and he built it, and it was amazing. Well, and I think maybe just for dramatic purposes, I think next year, you guys need to face off. And we need to we need a, we need a costume off. We need to we need to make it happen. I don't know who's up to the challenge, Bob. Face, I don't You're know. both pretty amazing. I don't know. Well, no. This, it, let's face it. I mean, I'm 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 there to to learn. It's really between the skills of Paul and, and Malachi there. I think um, we are talking about doing a Santarin next year. Um, and but I don't know uh, a new series or a classic. A uh, classic, the Steyer Santarin from Experiment. And um, but here's the thing: Malachi and Kevin Copa are talking about doing the Candyman finally. Oh yeah! And if that pulls off, I'm sorry, but the Candyman, <laughs> as much as he's kind of a wacky monster, he's uh, he's going to be more impressive, I think, right away as an immediate visual. Then. This is just another Santarin. example where the fans win. <laughs> Um, That's what it is. Co competition creates a, a better uh, a better product. It, it, it does. It totally does. Uh, I know Kelly and I are talking about doing the mummy from uh, Pyramids of Mars. So if that happens, wow, that cool. means I got to team up with Brian with his suit tech, and and uh, it means you have to, well, you're gonna have to be under under wraps, under so wraps, to speak. Right? Yeah, under wraps. I but, don't know. But it, every one of those, you're gonna be your breathing is gonna be constricted. Uh, no, I mean you know you make it in a way that you can breathe through like a mesh or something. It's I've never had a problem breathing in the costumes. It's, uh, it's keeping hydrated is really the key. Hmm. Um, I'm actually just looking over the schedule to kind of remind myself. And I'll be honest, my my Gallifrey, you know, trying to divorce it from all the stuff we were doing before the show and leading up to the comedy show and the masquerade is actually kind of tough for me. Um, this will be kind of interesting. <laughs> when I look back over the photos, that helps tell me what I was doing. But um, I know on Friday, um, aside from helping set up the cosplay hall and doing the panels, I mostly, if I remember rightly, I was poking my head in on the console room a lot because I know Paul did quite well, um, you know, showing that off in Houston with the Enterprise Bridge chairs and stuff like that. What was saying? Paul, Paul brought the TARDIS to Houston? No, uh, Houston, uh, the guy who brought the oh, Enterprise Houston's chairs. Oh, Houston's a person. Houston's a person. Nice. Houston Huddleston. He brought the Enterprise chairs from the Next Generation Bridge. Right. And he had that going on while Paul had the console and some of the, the monster gallery. and the That was pretty rad. That was very cool. Yeah, that was very neat. So we hope to kind of expand that every year. That'll be kind of cool. Uh, the main other panel I know I did on Friday was the June Hudson reception, and she was just a blast. She seemed really, really sweet. She was very, very sweet, very awesome. A lot of good stories and um, very helpful with costumers. Um, she uh, she had a main stage panel I missed, but uh, I made up for that because I, I connected with her and Piers, who's her um, associate through the University of Redlands, where she teaches. And um, uh, is that I, the fellow that was with her? Yeah. Uh -huh. And I uh, I got a really lovely interview with her Sunday morning, one-on-one, uh, -on -one, and that will be on this podcast uh, momentarily, probably. The very next podcast to follow this will be my one-on-one -on -one with June Hudson. She was just a doll, really appreciative of all the cosplayers and their work, and 
Yeah, just just a great lady. So class act. And she, for those who don't know, she designed Tom Baker's jacket, right? Uh, she designed the season eighteen in a costume. Actually, okay, the whole thing. Wore, whole thing. Mm-hmm. And a number of Romana's costumes. Uh, she she was designing basically from season sixteen off and on all the way through eighteen, and then she did do a design for Peter Davison before she left, which started the cricket motif. But then it was redesigned by I think Colin Lavers is his name. And, Have you uh, seen what the original costume was going to be? It was more cricket whites than the beige. And, uh, I mean, she kept the sweater, but it wasn't striped pants. It was plain pants, and it was more of a traditional white jacket than a beige frock and stuff like that. So it's... it's I didn't be- know that. It's in the range, but it's not... Yeah, it's not completely... And she had a few comments to say about that, which I will say for her own podcast. So um, we'll do that. But, yeah, I mean, I just remember walking around. I got I got autographs from all the key people I wanted to meet, you know, like Mark Strickson and Peter Purvis, who were really neat. How was how was Mark? I, I was because I was running around just five, and I was like, I should really get my picture with Turlo. But yeah, I'm surprised you didn't. Well, I got to hold on to my dineros these days. Okay, but uh, gotcha. but he seemed really nice. I remember mm-hmm. seeing him. Speaking of karaoke, oh uh, yeah, he was rocking the journey, as I recall. He was. He was. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty awesome. We stopped in at karaoke. Um, the karaoke that was always drowning us out in the comedy show. That was very very frustrating. It was frustrating, but um, but you know, hey, it was what it was, <laughs> and the um. We stopped in there after our show because uh, we were looking for a drink, and at that point the bar was closed. Yeah, well, that's—I mean—that's something I was going to get to later. But seriously, Saturday night, after all of it's gone down, Bob Mitch finally can exhale, and you were the Walking Dead. You were a walker. You were—I was a uh, zombie. Really you absolutely were, and yeah. it was—it was kind of amusing. I apologize. That's no, okay. But. It, and you were it was not brains you were like I just I just need a cold drink <laughs> I just champions is clo- champions is closed okay, I just I just need to get a cold drink from somewhere we'll find you something Bob <laughs> we go to karaoke where there should be ample beverages and of course there's nothing I mean just people making fools of themselves but at seeing Turlo rocking out was pretty that that did make the night that was pretty good stuff um, I think eventually I just had to go to a vending machine, right? Yeah. Uh, the hotel vending machine. And it only took ones. I had a $5 bill. I was yep. really thirsty, and yep. I, I was out of luck. Yep, yep, yep. That's uh, the good old Marriott for you. Um, unfortunately... Uh, well, along those lines, though, yep. the uh, the cold water that they have in the hallways is a bit of a lifesaver from time to time. It when is you a go total through that day, It's yes. like, oh, my God, it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's just cold, cold water. Mm-hmm. And it's readily available. Readily available. I don't know. I, I don't know how often they're refilling that thing, but it's. It always seems. I've never like run out of water out of one of those. Yeah, things. they're really good about that. Yeah. So yes, that that is a lifesaver for sure. Uh, we did do a new uh, backdrop in the uh, cosplay hall this year. The uh, classic TARDIS console backdrop. That was really good too. I uh, got a rehaul from Kevin Copa, and I found a new printer, and it's all nice on vinyl now. And Gosh. Malachi invented this really sweet uh, frame <laughs> for it, so that was a big success. So we're hoping to repeat that with redoing the um, the tenant or the Smith console room uh, for next year. So that'll be cool. The current one would be a very cool. The current one would be cool. We also actually the TV movie one is almost prepped, and uh, if we get that going, that'll that'll be for the you know the console hopefully at some point. So yeah, we have more in the works. As you know, the paper ones they got us by, but they're kind of getting worse for wear. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I'm looking at this, and I feel really bad here. I look outside of the stress. Gallifrey, as always, is just a hectic good time. It's good to, to hang with the friends and show off the costumes. As I recall, Friday um, I was doing my new season 17 Tom Baker, the City of Death look, uh, the coat of which was made by Steve Ricks, and 
I was really comfy in that. I thought, wow, I'm really comfortable in this. Oh, that's right. I'm not wearing, you know, the the super high uh, trousers. I don't have a scarf right around my neck. I'm not wearing a hat. Like, it was a little more, it is a more comfortable Tom Baker costume. I, I quite liked wearing that. Those, uh, for those sketches in the masquerade, that was the first time that I'd, well, first of all, ever had a full proper fourth Doctor costume on. And the first time I've had any variants of it since I was like, 12 or 13 so it was very very fun to me to be a a new doctor and something that uh that i've always really liked i'm surprised you've never worn a fourth doctor costume much before this kevin i mean like i say that when i was 13 i had i found a brown jacket and my friend chad westerland has Mm -hmm. mom made a scarf but that was about it yeah i'm just looking at all these panels going like wow these do sound cool i didn't have time to see any of these (laughs) like it's it's really bad and a lot and i'll tell you the one thing i regret is um i did not get to see uh philip hinchcliffe on stage and i really wanted to hear him talk um i did get to meet him we had a nice little meeting i took uh, a picture of that that's too. right and i my only photo op regret is i never had a proper proper photo taken with him right um and I couldn't make it the one day he could do it. I should have just asked him in the moment. I don't think he would have said no, but oh well. He signed my diary, and I got to tell him how awesome he was, and I mentioned the Zygon, and I heard from Paul that when he saw the Zygon, uh, he was very impressed, but he claimed, and I think this is weird, that the Zygon had some blue and green in it and wasn't purely orange. And so I'm like, was he saying that to mess with us? Because we, <laughs> we put all this work into it? Um but, you know, he was still very complimentary, but I thought, oh, that's very strange. I'm trying to imagine where blue and green would go into that costume. Cause it I, is so weird, and I think you've discussed it before, how you see something on TV and you're like, okay, what color is that? Mm-hmm. It's Well, you should be able to just look at it and say, well, that is that color, but oh, it's, yeah. it's very complicated. It's very complicated, yes. Lighting, all about lighting. Um, so I'm looking at Saturday. I mean, look, our Friday night was basically sucked up with rehearsing in the cosplay hall. I mean, our, our lives revolved around that show at that point. So yeah. I didn't get to see any evening programming. We were going till I think, almost 2 by the time I got back yeah. to the room. And uh, and I know that while we, we were getting there, we were in a bit of a panic because certain skits still hadn't really been well rehearsed. And we hadn't had a full run of the whole show. So it, it, it got kind of nuts. But, you know, hey, it's theater. Um so the next day, I know I I, um, I didn't even get down to the floor till about twelve or one for um, my panel, and I'm looking at everything else that was going on, and I'm like, yep, yet again, missing a lot of this stuff. I saw Steven's panel, of course, and I managed to uh, enter us into the masquerade at part of their meeting. Boy, I didn't even see McCoy or Freema's panel. Uh, I did get to meet Freema at her autograph line, and she was very sweet. I wore my um, my Pyramids of Mars Tom Baker that uh, that day. And, um, which, you know, the top half is like entirely new with the new waistcoat, the new waistcoat stuff we worked out. Uh, and I, I really liked wearing that a lot. It would, uh, it looked good. Unfortunately, I have very few photos of that costume. I feel like, what was I doing? And I thought, oh, right. I was going crazy about this show. Freema was hot. She was very pretty. She was very pretty. You know, I've seen her on the TV and I'm like, eh, she's a cute looking gal. In person, it's like, holy cow. That mm-hmm. happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's strange. Yeah. Uh, but very nice. She was very complimentary to uh, to my costume, as I recall, and then saying, "You must you must be really hot in that scarf." And I was. I was probably sweating too. So that probably didn't go over well. Hi, Freeman. I'm sweating. <laughs> and I wanted your autograph. Um, but no, she was she was really sweet and nice. And I and I got to catch up with some people in the dealer's room. And I don't know. Mostly, I just remember bumping into a lot of people. I know a lot of people uh, uh, were were complimenting on. Uh, they had read the Zygon blog, and they were they were waiting to, to oh, see nice. that. Yeah. 
and um, and some people listen to this very podcast. So for listeners who stopped me at Gallifrey, thank you. It was good to meet you. Um, and of course, the ribbons. I know you hate the ribbons. Right? I do. I find them terrible. Yes. Well, uh, we we've been getting more and more into the ribbons the last few years, and this year we went a little ribbon crazy. And now, I've, yet again, I've thought we've reached our limit. I'm not going to do this many ribbons next year. How many ribbons did you do? Uh, well, Malachi did four that I ordered for him, and then he paid me back. So he had those going. Um, and then I think we must have had six or seven different ribbons, um, like uh, roughly two a day, and um, one of which was for this very podcast. Uh, one was for the Zygons, and some related to the skits. I don't know if you saw them, but one said, like, hey, it's what Tom would do, and Death by Potato, and No Hanky Panky and the TARDIS. We had some of those. So that was nice. It's just that at the end of the day, they were meant to be handed out at the show, so then people would understand what they were getting, but then we forgot to do it because everything was so crazy, so most of it got handed out Sunday to anybody. Just because I figure, well, I'd rather people have them than not, but of course most people getting them didn't understand the relevance of what we right. were talking about. So, uh, yeah. And Speaking of handing things out, for the, you had made... How many, how many uh, show postcards did you make uh, for the Idiot's Lantern? A uh, thousand. So it's like maybe four hours before the show... Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where are the where are the cards? And there there was the box of them, mm-hmm. full of them, all sitting there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I took huge handfuls. I was like, you give these to people standing in line for the masquerade. You do the same. You find people. Mm-hmm. And uh, the word got out clearly because we were turning people away. Uh, yes, very much so. Yes. Um, so it, it helps. We were we were in the program, and yes, those cards did help a lot. Actually, Terry designed those. My girlfriend Terry, who uh, found time after work to to crunch those and all our title cards for the skits together, which I'll I'll post on my blog. It uh, they they turned out rather nice. They were all very nice. I just looked at that box and I just imagined Sunday night and seeing that and if they were still all there, how frustrating oh. everything would have been. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> yet, yet another reason why I, if we do it again, I need to really decide: am I in the mask or am I doing this? Because I can't do both again. That was that was insane. Um, you know what? I think I think you could probably do both. I think it's just a matter of not uh, early early planning. Planning is our friend. Early planning, and uh, I'll be honest, I'm leaning to the idea that I help make a costume, but maybe we put somebody else in it. That would make sense. And then, but then yeah. you don't get the glory. No, I know it's it's n- n- none of it's a perfect solution. I've just been trying to rethink <laughs> it. I've been trying to rethink it how how to do this because it can't it can't go down the way it did this year. I mean, after the masquerade, I, I'm trying to pull you over to our sketch room so you we can get ready for the sketch. And of course, people are stopping you yep. every few seconds. Yep, it was. Yeah, we had intended for me to wear the Zygon for two hours on Sunday, and it just didn't happen. No, I didn't go Sunday at all. So, oh, okay. so tell me about Sunday. Sunday. Well, uh, Sunday was the day I got to breathe. Um, uh, I had that lovely interview with June Hudson uh, early Sunday morning, and uh, I was sort of in half costume. I was wearing like my Tom coat and like my civvies. I just threw anything on basically. That was great. So again, expect to hear that soon. After that, um, boy, uh, Scott was setting up for his photos. He did a, a really good job there. I did. Oh, that I was sad I missed that because they looked yeah, really good. They were really nice. Uh, the Sound of Drums uh, panel was really cool. I caught about 10 minutes of that. What is that? Uh, the, yeah, I know. This, we, we commented on the very same thing on the, on the Lost Pre-Gallifrey podcast that all of the panels this year have titles of episodes, which on a certain level is kind of cool and in for Doctor Who fans. On another level, it's very confusing to anyone trying to figure out very quickly what is this panel. Now, on the Facebook page, they uh, they did a, address that, I think, and they said that they, this was for the 50th anniversary. Next year, it will be more descriptive of the actual panel. Right. So, so what was it? 
Uh, it was the uh, music panel about the music in Doctor Who uh, through the ages, and that was with uh, CJ and uh, Kelby, uh, who helped make the uh, Zygon, and my friend Ramey. So they, they had a really good time with that. Uh, I wish I could have seen more of it, but they had a really funny bit where they took the Love and Monsters scene and they rescored it with Benny Hill music um, to show just how ridiculous that, that scene was and how you can play that for total comedy or you can play it for Are you talking seriousness. about... The uh, the bit where the monsters chasing them in the hallways. Oh goodness! Yeah, I know, I know. Just just breathe, just <laughs> just roll with it. Yeah, and that that was the day I stopped in at the monster panel, and Paul didn't really have time uh, to to go in there. Uh, oh, this was the day I, I wore the full six doctor costume. Oh okay. Uh, and I wore it with the wig and everything. I got a really great reaction. So so Steve, again, my hats off to you. You made a great coat. Uh, I had a lot of people asking not only where the coat came from, but how did the whole thing come together. And I tried to point them in the right direction, but it's tough when some pieces of it are made by people who don't offer stuff anymore. Um, so uh, that would be cloth ears, ladies and gentlemen, who used to do great Six Doctor stuff, but they are no longer around for Doctor Who people. Now, I know you're sticking to, you're talking about Sunday in particular now, yeah. but mm -hmm. overall, uh, what are like two or three costumes besides obviously yours and besides Malachi's that you were like, that's great. Were there any other ones that really s stuck out to you? There, there were some fantastic new uh, femme doctors um, that I was seeing. Some, some really interesting takes on a lot of nines, a lot of femme nines that I was very surprised by. Uh, Sarah had that great Time Warrior Sarah Jane that I thought was really cool. Um, uh, I saw at least three Perrys. It's nice to see love for 80s companions. <laughs> Um, you know the one that uh, really made me jump up and go, wow. Uh, there Actually, there's two I'm thinking of now. Uh, one was there was a guy as a 60s Roboman from Dalek yes. Invasion of Earth. Yes. That that guy wins the Spirit Award. That was awesome. I felt silly for not recognizing him. I was like, who is he? And you were like, he's, he's from Dalek Invasion of Earth. He's a Roboman. And then you slapped me, which yeah. I found... <laughs> I'm rude. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, no, that, that, I mean, look, uh, the, what is it, the modern Roboman with the eye stalks coming out of your forehead? That's nice. It's nothing without some big old clanky tech <laughs> hanging off your head in, in a torn suit. I was um, really a fan. I, uh, I think you saw them too, the, the Time Lords, but the, the classic Time Lords, there were three gals that were. Oh, from War Games. Time, yeah, from yes. War Games. Mm -hmm. that, was, that was really neat to see. They were very cool. Uh, the Masquerade had some neat entries, like uh, the Dalek made of cardboard. Um, yeah, that's pretty impressive. I will say one of my favorite things about the whole darn weekend was there was a, a family, a, mm. a mom and dad with two small kids, and uh, one of the kids was isn't inside a Dalek, and behind, trailing behind, was this like seven-year-old girl, and she was like, Dalek coming through, Dalek exterminating, watch out. Dalek. I mean, she did it. The whole weekend, wow. she was right behind it. It was just adorable. That, it was just wonderful. I wish I'd seen that. That sounds very adorable. Um, the uh, the second costume that stands out to me was the, uh, uh, I believe it was Justin and his uh, wife or girlfriend. They did a headless clockwork robot. Oh, that was pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, or I shouldn't say headless, but it was the, the, the mechanism head, but obviously she was underneath seeing out the chest, and then he had the actual uh, face mask head on, a, on his umbrella that he would carry around with him. That was really impressive. Yeah, it was really it was well really, done. Yeah, very well done. Um, and I saw a lot of great... I think, like, every year there seems to be a costume that tends to dominate. Like, there was the year of Amy Pons, and last year there was, like, a lot of Fifth and Eighth Doctors and stuff. Well, Eighth Doctors, of course, because it's a TV movie. And this year I felt like, um, while certainly there's, always, as always, a lot of 
Amy's and a lot, a lot of Claras and Oswins and such. I feel like this might be the year that Tom Baker came back. I feel like I've seen a lot of fourth doctors. You're, I totally agree. It was, mm-hmm. it was very prevalent. Throughout. Yeah, a lot of four, a lot, a lot of love for four. All the various versions of four, and I mean, from season eighteen to season twelve and and beyond. So it was, it was good stuff. That's there. another thing that it, it strikes, it makes my balance off in terms of. I like to be in costume, and I like to feel uh, unique. Mm-hmm. And I was a four for the first time ever, and and there's like a thousand fours. <laughs> I'm just another one. All right. But on the floor, you were mostly wearing the five. That's true. That that was uh, Friday for most of the day. Friday, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday was the day. Actually, you weren't really on the floor much that day because you came later. Yeah, I came a little bit later. Mm-hmm. So I was I was four all of Saturday that I was anything. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> Lots of lots of love for four, and I love the fact that it was either Vaughn or somebody was uh, giving me a bit of um, you know grief about the fact that I think I packed four scarves, and it's and I'm like, well, yeah, because there's a different scarf for every different version <coughs> of four here, and uh, and I'm like, part of me is like, you should know this. Another part of me is like, well, whatever. <laughs> it was very tough for me because Saturday night when I went to your room to change out mm-hmm. of my four stuff, yeah, and I wanted to put it all together, but I started noticing that I was putting this vest with this shirt and it's wrong. So I just kind of put <laughs> my costume in just a pile. And I was yeah. like, sorry, Bob, I don't want to mess it up. No, no, no. And, and I was so dead afterwards. Actually, Terry ended up packing up a lot of oh, it. Oh, great. Now I feel even guiltier. No, 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 no. I don't feel guilty. I mean, I needed to do it, but I just I, mentally I was, I mean, as soon as I laid down that night, I was out. I mean, it was like head touched the pillow with snore. And uh, it wasn't literally until maybe a week ago, I finally really took all the costumes and went through all of them and put everything back in their proper bags and everything but actually for the most part they were okay i mean you know between what what uh you know everyone putting their own costumes back or terry helping it at that point it, it came together so uh, that's gallifrey though i mean seriously i mean that was what two and a half weeks ago and i'm only doing i'm only finishing that a few days ago and we're doing the podcast i mean this shows you how much it can kind of knock your you know knock your head for a loop um uh, you know, Scott took some really awesome photos. My one regret is I didn't have the energy to get back in the Tom for, for 10 minutes and get my Tom Baker headshot as if it's a part of the uh, opening sequence. Um, so, But we got some neat shots as Colin Baker, and uh, and I got to bust out my my really janky thrown-together-at-the-11th-hour Sonic Lance uh, yeah. for a few photos. So that was, a, hey, for jury rigging in 10 bucks, you can't complain, but still... Um, and uh, it was good just uh, seeing the usual folks, you know, seeing uh, like Valerie Anderson and seeing, um, um, I'm thinking guys like, you know, yeah, like Justin and, and Steve Landis. And, Which uh, one is Justin? Do I know Justin? He was the guy uh, who had the clockwork droid. Oh, right, so, right, yeah. right. And he was usually a doctor like four or seven or something during the weekend. And, um, you know, obviously Steve Ricks and, and the usual gang from Idiot's Lantern, like, like um, you know. Kevin Copa. Anytime, Kevin Copa. Anytime I'm in the same with, room with, with Kevin Copa, it's a delight. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> uh, yes, no, they're, they're, they're all awesome. Although, unfortunately, for, for anyone listening, uh, Rachel, who was supposed to be in a couple of our skits, got sick uh, Saturday night. Yeah. Which caused, was one of the big reasons why two of the skits got cut. So those might surface next year or par- perhaps as a YouTube video or something. Um, and so I, I, uh, I know she recovered fairly well. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was... Listen, back to that master costume. Yeah. If you make an Anthony Ailey master costume i will wear it oh will, will and you, i will grow the goatee you'll grow I'll, the goatee. I'll slick the hair back but yeah no and, and and here's the thing at least i usually try to make closing or opening ceremonies this year i couldn't even make either 
and I feel bad about that, but you know, part of that was loading up the TARDIS, and part of that was just being busy with the show. Um, and we had a great dinner uh, Sunday night at the um, Daily Grill, where I got my key lime pie. Gotta have the key lime pie. Uh, interestingly, we all pointed this out that most of us managed to get out of the weekend without eating at Champions. Me too. Isn't I mean, that I, weird. Yeah, because I love their nachos. Mm-hmm. And but... usually you're stuck. It's like the the bet. Like you're look. All that stuff gets overpriced that weekend, but you end up being like, well, guess it's back to Champions because they're right there. And uh, amazingly, yeah, I yeah, I didn't even drink at Champions. I didn't even have a beer or a Coke or nothing there. That's just that's that's it's an odd Gallifrey. It is. Um, Speaking of costumes I would wear, mm-hmm. uh, I remember somebody was saying that they were talking about making a classic Marvin the Par- Marvin the Paranoid Android costume. Uh, yeah, that's the other Steve from, uh, he has the Dalek, the uh, Victory Dalek. Yeah, mm-hmm. if that happens, I'm, I gotta be Arthur. I gotta be Arthur? Arthur at some point. All right, well, I'll tell you what, you can be Arthur, I'll be Ford, how about that? I love it! All right, all right, so we'll, we'll, we'll work on that. I know we've been talking about the Red Dwarf crew too, but yeah, Hitchhiker, let's face it, it needs more love, because it's, it's awesome. Um, so yeah, I mean that that was Gallifrey in a nutshell for for us. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I realize when I think back on it, it's like a blur. I was talking to Ewan about this and how like in a weird way it feels like it went by in like two hours instead of a whole weekend, um, which I know is not the truth, but it, it can feel that way. So um, I promise more in depth coverage in my blog, but that's kind of loosely where my head was. It was meeting a lot of great people, uh, sitting in on some cosplay panels, doing some cosplay panels, uh, doing a big comedy show, masquerade. And wearing costumes, you know. I mean, actually, the neat thing is this is the first Gallifrey where every costume I wore was primarily new or had one major new hmm. element. You know, six I've only worn once before in England, and the two fours were totally new variants. I didn't wear any of my kind of usual set stuff. Oh, and Terry got to wear that great new uh, Femme Pertwee she put together. Which, she put that together? Yeah. yeah wow. I, I heard that went over very well. And uh, she That wore, was her idea? She was like, I want to be a third doctor. Yeah, she, she's actually, what? believe it or not, folks, she is watching Inferno and Terror of the Autons this week. I, I think Inferno is great. It's super, super long, but I love alternate universe. Yes, stuff. it's it's a classic. No, Brigadier she's, with an eye patch. Forget yes, about it. Forget about it. It's awesome. So she is, yeah, she's into the Pertwee, man. And she got a lot of good uh, reaction as Dodo. She was like, wow, more people really like Dodo this year. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, because it's, it's, yeah, it's a cool costume. So uh, hopefully one of these years, Jackie Lane will show up to the con again and uh, she'll get to meet her. Um, because I think she'd dig that, I would hope. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, well, let, before we completely wrap up Gallifrey, we need to talk a little about uh, the post-Gallifrey meetup with Sylvester McCoy um, that uh, I was a part of and Paul hosted at his house and so forth. That was a really good time, and that was Tuesday afternoon. Almost didn't happen, but by the uh, skin of our teeth, we made it work, and uh, it was a pretty good time. Kevin, you were there. I was. Uh, Sylvester was a delight, as you would expect. He was just super nice. We were just talking about his career about his time as the Doctor, his, his time on Lord of the Rings. And uh, he was just very open, very, very cool, very nice. Uh, nice with the pictures, got the picture. I mean, heck, I got my picture at the TARDIS console with the Doctor mm-hmm. on one of his consoles. Forget about it. That yeah. was amazing. Nope, nope, it was it was a good time. He was very sweet. He, yeah, signed a bunch of stuff. And I, I liked how patient he was uh, with the idea of showing a bunch of his old clips, um, which I lost too much sleep putting together. That's too bad, too, because... Uh, there was an appropriated time for the whole event and as time went on i was realizing that this thing is not going to end in time and i was like bob it's quarter after four and you were like but i put all this work into this clip show (laughs) yeah but you know what time is not on our side 
no, ironically. No, you and Paul both told me that. And no, and so we made it literally to the halfway point. We made it to the end of the Happiness Patrol clips. And uh, he went off to go do photos and stuff. And I just decided, well, I'm going to let this thing run because I did not lose all the sleep for have nobody see what I did. So the rest of it ran while people would wait. And I, he did amazingly sit back down right when Survival was on. Yeah. So he got to see all the Survival and TV movie clips and still comment on that. So that was pretty And neat. that was well after the time he was supposed to be there, too. Yes. Stayed we were, late. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, no, it was it was a really fun, fun afternoon and uh, good food at uh, Zanku. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, Paul really did well. Yes, yeah, so uh, you know, but uh, again, very last minute, almost didn't happen. Glad it, glad it worked out, and that was a nice little cap to the weekend. It was, it was nice to have that moment with McCoy to relax and have a real conversation with the guy, as opposed to running around and feeling like I have to be eight places at once and hope, finding the time to sit down at a panel, you know, or yeah. something like that. So I really, I much prefer that kind of encounter. It, you don't get it often, which is why I think it was worth it. But uh, yeah, it was only about fifteen of us um, total there, so it was a nice little intimate gathering um but uh back to gallifrey any closing thoughts or... should we talk about the big hubowski uh we can talk a bit about that sure um for those who were there uh or have been noticing online we have a new video called the big hubowski that is up uh been up for about a week now and it's uh it's doing quite well it's at about what 46 47, hits yes i will i will tell you that i'm extremely jealous and bitter that this was not my idea it's such a good idea I heard you telling me about it and I was like why the holy hell am I not doing this why did I not do this idea mm-hmm. but uh, so it started off with you and CJ and Scott was it who was it who was uh, it talking about it yeah you? well I mean the, the group changed as it would keep coming up but the core group that started talking about it was uh, Eric uh, wait Eric you and Scott and myself um, were the main people who were batting this idea around, and it would just be—it was just one of those things. You know how fans get. You know, you start having these odd conversations that'll start about nothing. Look, we have a whole conversation that was about you know which doctor would equate to which flavor of ice cream. That can tell you the kind of crazy discussion that can happen late night at a fan gathering. Well, that's just sad. Yeah, I know. But um, anyway, so the, this Lebowski thing happened, and we started laughing too much, and before you knew it. It just, you figure these kind of things, they're like a five minute conversation, you're like, aha, and they die. No, it just kept going. And as soon as you start plugging more characters into what uh, Lebowski characters they are, it just it just kind of took off. And finally, after so many months of this coming up, and we're all laughing at it, and talk, we've been talking about doing different types of uh, fan films to follow up on the Universal Vacation video, that uh, that, that was your idea. That was. Uh, I said, all right, let's just shoot this thing. And... I figured we just need to figure out the bowling stuff. And I said, Halloween. Halloween was right around the corner by the time I got serious about it. And uh, I said, okay, we'll just call it a costume party and go there. And luckily, those bowling alley people were really awesome with us. But it wasn't going to be the trailer at first. You were going to do actual scenes from the movie, right? Um, I-, I always knew it was either going to be a collection of scenes or some kind of trailer. But I hadn't decided it would be the trailer till Rick and I sat down and he looked at the real trailer and at first I said, well, you just use this as like a guide. And then he said, and somewhere in there by the second or third weekend we were shooting, it was, no, we're doing the trailer. And it made sense to me. I know you had mm-hmm. some great shots in mind, some that you even filmed. Mm-hmm. But it really made sense when you can uh, recreate the trailer just in the Doctor Who universe. Mm-hmm. It would be who. And uh, yeah, I mean, first of all, I'm really surprised that you got Rick to do it. <laughs> because he had done... Rick right. is Rick is not a Doctor Who fan. No, he's not. But he likes to see how he can challenge himself with with uh, editing and with <clears throat> CG and what have you. 
So when he did the Doctor Who Universal Vacation video, I was like, okay, I must remember to to be thankful and never ask Rick to do anything Doctor Who like again. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I showed up the bowling alley, and holy crap, there's Ricky. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I, I was actually talking to him Saturday, and he I, I was like, I was surprised you even did it. And he was like, yeah, you know what? I wanted to do something for Bob. He, that's and and uh, I think that's sincere. I think he really meant that. And uh, we we've talked about it, you know. Now that it's sort of over, and uh, he basically just kind of summed it up as, you know, hey, uh, I really like working with you. I'd like to do more stuff. Don't want it to always be who, and I respect that. Uh, I told him the only other who thing I immediately had in mind was, you know, look, it's a fiftieth. I'd like to do some sort of nice little fiftieth montage because we got all these awesome costumes to sort of represent the fiftieth anniversary special. I'd like to see, and I hope Moffat will deliver something awesome. But because we don't know what's on the cards, I'd like to say for the fans, here's the kind of thing I'd like to do. So he is actually open to that. Um, he's open to doing that as like a final sign off on the world of who. For him. <laughs> Uh, so that may or may not come to pass, but regardless of that, you know, yeah, it's just a matter of uh, what do we want to do next? Because uh, you know, and, and something that won't hopefully kill us like Lebowski was. But let's face it, Hubowski wouldn't have been as bad if it wasn't the month before Gallifrey when all this other stuff was going on. Yeah, and we were you know in the middle of costumes, and I was in the middle of prepping these skits. And uh, well, it was, it was it was New Year's Eve when yeah. we watched what was together so yes, far. That's right, and it was like ten percent done, mm -hmm. and I was like. This isn't going to happen. This mm -hmm. is just, just so you guys know, this isn't going to be done in time. And mm -hmm. sure enough, you guys stepped up to the plate. No, I, well, I had to get past that Robert Conrad day, too. That's which, right. Yeah, that sucked up a lot of my time. But there was, I mean, so many people involved. And so many people involved where they would wait around for hours yes. for their shot that would constitute two-thirds of a second on the yeah. screen. Yeah. So when you look at the video on YouTube and it says show more and you see that whole list of people involved... Take a moment to say thanks in your head, and hopefully they will feel it somewhere in the universe. <laughs> yes, hopefully they will. Though everyone really uh, came through, uh, the cast and uh, you know f friends of the cast who basically acted as crew, and of course Rick deserves all the bows as director and, and editor extraordinary. He is the guy who said we can make the dream sequence stuff work. Right? And I'm like you're crazy. Yeah. We're gonna find other stuff to do there, and he was like, nope, and. God, I mean, that's the main stuff in the trailer. I, I mean, all, and man. like all those stuff where Six opens the doors yeah. and it's straight out of Lebowski's. Because he composited that shot. We didn't find large doors like that. Right, right. I mean, yeah, no. It's, uh, yeah, it really came together. It's, 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 uh, I'll be honest, it's better than I thought it was going to be because of that stuff. And, yeah. Um, yeah, there's some extra stuff that I wish had made it and maybe we'll do a little, I don't know, here's a few scenes or an addendum reel or something at some point. Because, I mean, I'm sorry, the Cyberman in the pool was gold. No well, pun intended. No, that was great. <laughs> um, like you say, though, with things that you didn't think would be able to happen, when I was doing the Universal Vacation video, mm -hmm. and for the doctors to be playing their instruments on the stage, I was like, uh, I, we should just have an all-white background mm -hmm. because it's like we're in e-space or something mm -hmm. and we're all playing. Right. But he's like, no, I think I can put it together a stage. And he made that stage. He made the audience and he made the police box motif in the background. It looks like it's not real, but it's still... It's still better than a white very, background. very, very cool. Looked, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So... I am I am thankful to reap the rewards of Rick pushing his boundaries about what he can and, technically and totally. do. He did that great... Um, what is it? Uh... Uh, he recreated the McGann console room behind the console. Yeah. And it actually looks pretty decent. And he actually made little candle flickers, I remember. Yeah, he, he, he took a lighter and he took a still shot of, a, of the flame from a lighter and he 
put that into the candles. Yeah. No, I, no he, he did some really clever little stuff that really kind of, it's about all about the details, all about the details. So yeah. it was it was a fun video. I mean, it, it was work, but I mean, uh, it, it actually was part of our sketch show. It was the second video skit we showed that night. And it, it went over kind of okay, but part of that was the karaoke and part of that was the sound was blowing out due to the feedback. Yeah, there was both of that, plus the fact that I think people were like, holy crap, what am I watching? This right. is amazing. Right, right. And let's be honest, I think that it's the kind of thing that needs to be seen on YouTube where you can watch it a few times and really soak it in. And then when you see the side-by-side, -side, I think you get a real appreciation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm glad it's it's getting some dues now then. Because that night at first I could tell that you know Rick was there and we were, I think there was all a sense of, that didn't go over quite as well as we'd hoped, but I thought, well, let's wait for YouTube because I think that's that's the real audience here. Yeah, I was I was backstage and uh, we didn't have you know real solid walls. You could look through the panels and see the, who was out there, and I was really again, Rick isn't a, a Doctor Who fan, but I was always looking out to see what Rick and my sister were doing. Mm -hmm. Now my sister had been watching, not really wa not watching Doctor Who, but she's been a, aware of my appreciation for it. That's good since I was you know twelve. Mm -hmm. And she was seven, mm -hmm. so I was looking through, and 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 Megan. Most of the time, she had like a confused look on her face, like she was trying to figure out what was going on. But Rick, who again, not a Doctor Who fan, no, he had a he had a open smile on his face that was like, I'm looking forward to seeing where this is going, and <laughs> and he. I think he truly had a good time, which made I think me very he did. happy. I think he did. Uh, I was really surprised they came. So was I. You, did you did you know they were planning on it? Uh, he talked about. He said, "Oh, I might stop by. I might stop by." And I kept going, "Like you don't have to. Thanks for even saying that you might, but you don't have to, because it's not his scene." And no, totally. He's not. never been to a gallery before, by the way. Right. Yeah. Although for those uh, listening who don't know, um, I managed to wrangle Rick into my uh, seventh Doctor costume twice at yeah. Comic Con <laughs> in 2007 and 2008. And, and my sister is Ace. And yes, and Megan is Ace. And I remember because uh, I needed a seven, and Rick's pretty good casting a seven actually. Yes. And um, and he did it as a friend, as friends do. And he actually kind of got into it once he was in the costume, yes. I noticed that. But, you know, he likes to try to, like, deny that ever happened now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, oh, come on. It's all good fun. I'll, this is not a Doctor <laughs> Who story, but it's along the same lines. Um, my friend Alex and I were, well, I'm still a huge wrestling fan. And uh, we were backstage at the Arrowhead Pond in 1997, mm -hmm. and Vince McMahon was around. Mm -hmm. and, and it was a house show. We didn't expect him to be there. Mm -hmm. So during the, the the whole time, we're kind of walking around, and, and I'm really excited. And, and Ricker's playing it super cool. Mm -hmm. And he's like, ah, come on, guys. It's just wrestling, blah, 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 blah. I, I'm not even really – I'm not a wrestling fan, but I, I'm here for you guys. And finally, we come up and we're like, oh, Mr. McMahon, can we get a picture with you? And he's like, sure, sure. So I go up and I take my picture with Vince. And uh, Rick goes up to take his picture with Vince. And mm -hmm. I'm like, this is where I am a terrible person. And I totally sold him out. And I don't know why I did this. <laughs> but I said to Vince McMahon and Rick at the same time, oh, this coming from the guy who just said he wasn't a wrestling fan. <laughs> and the look on Rick's face during the picture was and you may have to bleep this but it was a look that said F you kevin <laughs> too hard and uh vince was super nice i gotta try to find it i gotta find the picture and hopefully scan it oh my just God. for the glory oh I, I was God. i feel so bad what a jerk wow I, wow and vince was like oh that's all right that's all right <laughs> right 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 yep no, you know, what else is he going to do? But, man, that's that's good stuff. What a jerk. Wow. Um, 
But uh, but yeah, so we'll. Um, we'll so have... I'm looking forward to next year's Gallifrey. I don't know what I'll be dressed as. <coughs> we'll see what happens in the coming year. We talked about how uh, you're. We don't know what Moffat's going to produce. I know there's a lot of negativity out there out online. Um, I think the whole next season is going to be littered with stuff from the past that builds to a big thing. I don't think awesome. it's. I don't think it's just going to be the last couple of episodes. I think he's going to sp- spray it across. I hope so. And uh, from what I understand, we're going to get a uh, a proper like invasion of time. Should have been um, a journey into the TARDIS. Yeah, episode. well, that's coming the next few episodes. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that and the new Ice Warrior. So that'll be awesome. Um, maybe a costume for later. I don't know. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. We'll, um, s- we'll see what these next few months bring. Yeah, but now that I've done a lot of these, uh, you know, the the new upgrade on Colin and, and these other Toms, I'm not sure costume wise exactly what's going to be, you know, next for me for getting for Galfer beyond the possible. Isn't that interesting? When you reach the point where it's like there's, I, uh, who was it that said? Uh, I weep for there is n- there are no more nations to conquer. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll wait. I will say this: uh, I've been meaning to properly upgrade my my Pertwee. I mean, it's good, but it's the one that that needs a little love to bring it up to spar with the other ones. So uh, that one that that'll probably be kind of next on my list. Um, Doctor. Well, that and of course Jackson Lake always bubbles in the background. You never know with that one, but uh, yeah. And you know me, always upgrading. If I find something better, I'm like, oh wait, that's an even better fabric match. Oh wait, that's an even better prop. <laughs> Oh wait! With this one change, I can now be a variant, and I don't have to invest in a whole new costume. It's just a vest, or it's just a tie, so things like that. Oh, my Donegal! I'm I'm finally getting the proper Donegal Eleventh Doctor jacket made because I've had that fabric, the real fabric, forever. Which and which one is that? That's the one he wears primarily in season five, where uh, not not the almost every episode but Time of Angels he's wearing this jacket almost so so okay. um, I, lo- I love the uh, disinterested look from Kevin like what it's a tweed whatever well I, I mean I kind of thought the one you had was perfect but I am the one you I've wore been... is my stand-in it's the thrift store bought standing this is the fabric alright you know, look at the nod oh my I can, god no I can't we've already discussed this where I cannot fault you for trying to make things better <sighs> Well, you realize that once once my Pertwee's up to snuff, I'm going to finally do what I've been saying I'm going to do forever and actually try to set aside a nice corner with all the mannequins and put all 11 doctors, you know, on display. This is good. <laughs> I, I, I eagerly await this. <laughs> well, you know, Paul's starting it with the monsters. I, I've, been, I've always wanted to do it with the doctors. Where's Paul? Is, where's he keeping those monsters? Right now, he's got a lot of them in his office. He's, he just finds a corner in his office and puts them up. Yeah. So, except for the console, obviously. But yeah. So, yeah. And actually, at, uh, for those who weren't there at McCoy's uh, meet and greet, uh, we had put some of these uh, monster costumes around his home. Uh, what was it? Take a left at the Zygon. There's the yeah. restroom. Yeah. When, when Sylvester McCoy uh, popped off to use the restroom, he put his cane in the Zygon's hand. That was very funny. Yeah. And I had put my uh, Seventh Doctor costume on display in a corner. And I missed part of this, but I guess he did walk up to it and he was like, yes, that's pretty much what I wore on screen. And <laughs> he made some comment like, what am I at Peter Jackson's house or something? And uh, he took, um, but yeah, so next Gallifrey should be a fun time. It's going to have Colin Baker and Katie Manning and Richard Franklin. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? You didn't know this? No, I did not. Well, when, if you, when did you know it? It's announced on the website, man. When? They announced some of this at the end of Gallifrey this year, and then if you go to their you know, their Facebook and their website, they actually say, here are the confirmed guests so far. So, Colin, Katie, and who? Uh, Richard Franklin, okay. Yates, uh, Katie Manning, Colin Baker, uh, the guy who played Adam, Bruno Langley. Nice. And I know. And uh, who's the other one I was just thinking of? Um, it's uh, Sergeant Benton, John Levine. 
Oh, Benton's back. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be kind of fun. We'll see who else gets added. So, uh, yes, that'll be the uh, 25 glorious years of Gallifrey One. Excellent. Yeah, so look forward to next year, and uh, look out for my blog where I'll get into much better detail and, and lots of photos uh, about Gallifrey, and hopefully I'll, I'll time it nicely so that they'll be posted alongside this uh, wonderful podcast. Well, I think that yeah, I think that kind of wraps up our Gallifrey discussion, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, listen to anyone who was there. Uh, glad to have met you. Hope you all had a good time. For those who couldn't make it, it's an awesome time in Doctor Who land, and I recommend you check it out. Should we announce the sale date of next year's tickets, but give the wrong date so that we <laughs> are sure to get seats? I don't think it'll be. I that think bad. Uh, I think in August they're going to start selling the tickets for mm, next year's. That's nice. what I hear. That's nice. the rumor on the nice. street. Uh-huh. Um, uh, yes, for those interested who don't want to get left out in the cold because they sold out this year and they're likely to sell out next year, uh, March 8th is when uh, the tickets go on sale. And if you get your ticket... I heard August. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, and if you do get your ticket, also make sure to get your room reserved as that is another thing that goes uh, flying out the door very quickly. Although, How much are the rooms for the weekend? Do they, first of all, they don't do them by day, do they? Do they do the whole weekend? Uh, no, no, no. They do them by day. Uh, the Gallifrey rate is around 100, 110 a night. That's not bad. Yeah, it's not too bad. But consider the fact that, that Gallifrey is, is becoming something... I mean, granted, I think partly it's because we live in the age of the geek and Doctor Who's really big and popular again right now and, you know, the show has a very high, you know, awareness factor. But consider the fact that we live in a day and age where Doctor Who is selling out. Hmm. I mean, a convention about Doctor Who is selling out. It's, it's getting... It's not, you know, it's not Comic-Con in terms of scale, but that's just weird to me. Consider that yeah. you compare that to 10 years ago when this was a little con of like eight, 800 people, 700 people... I mean, that's that's big. That's kind of you know different days. I'm just just saying. No, you're totally right. Just saying. I know. I feel like I'm echoing the the lines uh, in our skit now. <laughs> about Brave new world. And, you know, <laughs> Tom, help us. It's a living end. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, thank you much for listening to us uh, prattle on about remembering uh, Gallifrey and and all the uh, stress we had doing uh, skits and videos and such. Um, I'll uh, I'll repost all these links, and um, I'm sure we'll be. Uh, having all this fun talk come again next year about Arthur Dent and uh, Suntarans and such. We will see you in the vortex. <laughs> and on that note, we'll be back next week with more Shop Talk here on Costume Station Zero.